The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody, and happy 2012. I've missed you guys while we've been off the air, but I'm glad to be back. And my resolution for my listeners is to really get serious about marketing matters this year. Um, I think that we're living in turbulent times, and it's very, very important for marketing professionals to learn how to deliver quality work um, and really help their clients prepare for increasing business and perhaps an unanticipated event, getting everybody's ducks in a row, and doing everything that they possibly can in the profession to guarantee that things are delivered with the utmost quality. Today we're going to concentrate on market research. The tools of the market research trade have changed, but not the core principles. Great insights are still achieved through careful planning, sound methodology, and creative analysis. In a 3.0 world, there is not only room, but also need for all approaches, traditional and cutting edge. What many people think are faulty methods are, in fact, good ones applied in a faulty manner. And I have Terry Bunofsky here, who is the queen of research, and I've had the pleasure of working with her at Playboy Enterprises many, many years ago, and I really admire her, and I think that she's one of the most brilliant women I know to help us understand research methodology today. Welcome, Terry. Good morning, Cindy. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. It's great to be with you. Uh, I want to say Happy New Year to you and to all your listeners, first off, and I'm hoping that 2012 is going to be a truly awesome year for everyone, both professionally and personally. And I'm really looking forward to our chat this morning. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think that you just, if I'm going to think of quality people in marketing or a quality service provider, you're one of the top ten that come to mind. Honestly. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> and, um, you know, you really know your stuff, and you're, you're very, very serious about your business, and you're very, very creative in your approaches. And I want to tell my listeners that you also happen to be one of the very, very early adopters to, you know, the Internet. And when the world was changing from 1.0 to 2.0, you were really at the cutting edge of all of that. And were using, you were using the Internet and trying to understand the methodologies available to you online way before anybody else felt comfortable doing it. And that's why I think that, you know, you are very, very special. You not only have the years and years of traditional training before people were using the Internet as an everyday part of their lives, but, you know, you, you also are very 3.0 savvy, you know, which means the mobile element as well as the 
you know, online elements, and um, it's really, really good to have you. So the first question, what is market research? Now that I've given you this great big, you know, poobah research <laughs> intro, I'm asking you a very simple question. <laughs> no pressure. Okay. Well, you know, it, it's funny, Cindy. When I say the word research, um, people's eyes tend to glaze over. It's as if there's a switch in their brain that puts them into sleep mode, if you use that word. And from my perspective, research is anything but boring. It's, you know, most people think that it's just data or numbers or something that you have to sort of put these this information into some great vast computer somewhere and it comes out the other end and you have to look at percentages and that's all it is. But it's so much more than that. Um, I think that all research is essentially conversation. You know, it's it's kind of an investigative process. And during any investigation, what do you do? You ask questions to get at or to gain some greater insight. And that's really what our purpose is, insight. We, we kind of look at what's happened in the past and put that together with what people are thinking now, what their attitudes are, and then on the tail end of that, we try to predict how people are going to think and behave in the future. So what's not fun about that, right? Well, I mean, listen, if you have to put yourself in a service provider's shoes. Okay, and um, this could apply to almost any trade. I mean, you think of lawyers, and you think of accountants, and you think you could think of you know the varieties and diverse service professionals that are out there. Bottom line is, if they really want to understand how to increase their saleability potential, um, how to reach target audiences that are most likely to, you know, buy, purchase, use their services or, you know, will help them have insights into their client's mindset, what, what better way to target your marketing dollars than having that data? Absolutely. And it's, as you know, nowadays uh, and for a long time now, it's all about ROI. You know, what should I do and then measuring the effectiveness of what you've done as well. Oh, exactly. So when a, when a client says to a service provider, What's going? What's the ROI? What's the ROI? <laughs> you know, it, you could have a really good idea of what that ROI is going to be if you have some research statistics at your fingertips. Absolutely. So it's it's good strategy, and it's also, and I say this to my clients many many times, it's also job security. You know, we we are all under pressure to demonstrate that we're doing the right things with our company's money, and this is one way that you can do that, just to inform your strategy and, again, to sort of measure the effectiveness of what you're doing. Um, I know that we're going to talk a little bit more about social media platforms a little later, but I wanted to, since we're talking about the topic of, you know, immediate returns, I have to bring up that people think that they understand ROI a little better because Google Analytics can give you fast response to, you know, how much something is read or how many people might be looking at, um, you know, a particular subject. Um, Do you think, is is that just kind of um, a bird's eye view when you're looking at something like Google Analytics to understand what a return on investment might be? I think that's definitely one part of the equation, for sure, because you do understand, uh, you know, traffic, where people are coming from, what they're doing on your site, um, perhaps how long they're staying there. But what you're not getting is the insight into 
what really is keeping them there. Um, and for that, you might do something like usability testing or, you know, understanding um, your, you know, how the uh, text or the content on your site is presented uh, in terms of, you know, the verbiage and so on. So it definitely is one part of the equation and something that everybody should be looking, everybody with any kind of a website should be looking at that. But I would, I always recommend going a, a bit deeper into that to understand the motivations for people coming to your site and, and uh, how, what actually gets them to convert if you're actually, you know, either selling product on your site or um, getting them to call you or or click that contact button to, to get some more information. It was very interesting just as a case study. Um, this summer we um, we produced a summer music festival, mm. um, and we did a lot of local advertising because we found that that was the most efficient way to get the word out quickly mm. in the local newspapers because it was a local venue. And... Um, it was very interesting when I had the client, who's very old school and not very Internet comfortable, but when I pulled up Google Analytics for him to demonstrate that we had greater ticket sales every time we an ad ran in a particular news outlet and we saw the bumps, he really had an aha moment. It felt like I was showing him market research in a very, very basic form. <laughs> And it is. I mean, that certainly is one one very important form. And you find that not just with Google Analytics and web-based media, but, you know, television certainly has the ability to do that. Look at the bump in sales versus, you know, whatever your airtime is for commercials. And, and print has struggled with that all along. How do you How do you look at your flighting versus your sales data? But, yeah, it's really – that's a very – I would say the, it's kind of the simplest form of market research. Look at when you're advertising, when you're promoting, and then track that on your timeline against your sales. It's really, I think it's an aha moment for mm-hmm. um, anybody to really have insight into what Terry does at a much, much deeper level and not only looking at what you may have spent to see you know, what the results are, but to have Terry's company perhaps give you insights if you were to do a music festival next year, how to prepare better to reach that same demographic even before you spend. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, if you uh, if you visit our website, which is kind of a long URL, benoncyresearchgroup.com, um, there's a lot of information there about how we can help you. But quite honestly, Cindy, it's there is no one-size-fits-all, um, and there's no not even a one-size-fits uh, some, you know, it, everything has to be tailored to your challenges. So we're we're always happy to talk to people and toss around ideas, whether or not we end up working with them. And um, Terry Bunoski is a great person to do that with. We're coming to the end of this segment, and I just wanted to reiterate Terry's website. It's www.bunoskiresearchgroup.com. Um, I highly recommend, Terry, go ahead and take a look at her site if um, this conversation is, you know, sort of whetting your appetite to learn more about research and how Terry's company can really get, a, get better insights on, you know, how you can spend better, how you could get more ROI, and how you can make better business decisions in your three-year planning and your long-term planning rather than just thinking about the short-term. Absolutely. 
really important during these recessionary times when you don't want to, you know, pardon my French, but, you know, piss into an ocean where, <laughs> you know, your marketing dollars are just disappearing. So with that said, um, let's take a quick commercial break. We will be back with Terry Bunowski in just a few minutes. Stand by. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, everybody, and we're with Terry Bunowski and, um, from Bunowski Research Group. And um, we covered some basic elements of why one might consider market research in the previous segment. So if you're just tuning in now, I encourage you guys to go back once the show is uploaded onto the Voice America Talk site. Terry, do you feel that we touched upon the elements of when and why you should do research, or do you want to add anything to that question? Well, the only thing I would add is that, you know, the the, the when and why is anytime you're not sure what to do or anytime you need to measure what you're done, um, it's a good time to do some research. And, uh, you know, for those who are wondering, is research too expensive for my company? It doesn't have to be bank-breaking research. There are all kinds of ways that you can get at answers without 
breaking the bank, large or small companies. But definitely, if you if you need to inform strategy, if you need to uh, figure out if what you've done is working, I think those are the main reasons to do it. And let's tell our listeners um, what kinds of research is available for them. Um, you know, because there's so much now. It used to be, you know, that there were, you know, a limited array of options, but now it seems that there are so many different platforms available because, again, the proliferation of online services. So why don't you give us a dissertation on that? There, there really are, and I'll try to keep it sort of interesting if I can. Okay, good. <laughs> There, you know, there are the research world is split into syndicated services, things like uh, Nielsen and MRI, which is for the print world, and um, and custom research, which are those surveys that show up in your email or those people who call you on the phone when you're having dinner. And then within custom research, you have quantitative research, which is sort of the checkbox research that you go through, or qualitative research, which is more like a conversation. It could be a focus group or um, a one-on-one interview. It could even be somebody going with you on a shopping excursion um, or coming into your home to understand how you live and how different products might fit into not only your lifestyle, but your culture and your cultural attitudes. Um, but really, the the interesting thing about working and living in research right now is that Anything you can imagine is possible, and um, there are so many tools, traditional tools like the focus groups and surveys that I mentioned. There are so many tools being developed every day online, and it's changing constantly um, that if you can imagine it, there's a way to do it. And if you can imagine it and there's not a way to do it, there's probably somebody who can invent it for you. It's changing that rapidly, and, and it's really an exciting time to, to have access to all of these different methodologies. Um, but online especially, you know, most, most of the market research world has shifted to an online methodology. So we're doing one-on-one interviews and mini-focus groups and even telephone interviews with WebEx interfaces online. And, of course, like I said, those surveys that show up in your email. Um, and sometimes we even talk to people over a period of, you know, a week on an online bulletin board. So it's... There's so many different uh, methodologies available in addition to those syndicated, you know, knowledge networks and all the other things that are out there. So you can either buy canned research or you can contract with a company like BRG or some of the others that are out there. Um, or you can even buy kind of the research in a box and do it yourself. Um, and there are there are some differing attitudes toward that research in the box. Some people say, oh, that's not real research, and you can't really do what you need to do. Um, but my perspective is a little bit different. I think there's a place for them, and if you're not an experienced researcher, work with somebody who's going to help you use that tool to its maximum capability. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about not breaking the bank with you know in order to do research. Um, because certainly some of these things like Zoomerang and SurveyMonkey have their place for a smaller company who needs answers but maybe doesn't have a budget to hire one of the top ten firms. So it's really exciting. There's so much available out there right now. Well, when you say research in a box, do you mean a platform? Explain what you mean by research in a box. Well, when I think of things like SurveyMonkey or Zoomerang, um, Zoomerang is one I, I especially like, and I don't mean to promote one over the other, but some of these tools um, give you templates to conduct surveys. They give you access to samples to field the surveys among. 
um, and they give you a way to distribute your emails. So it's it's kind of like having a mini research company, even though you don't have to hire the company. So you're doing the programming yourself. Maybe you're tweaking what already exists, um, but you're able to get at some of the answers without starting from scratch. Um, there's also tons and tons of um, national and international web-based research panels out there right now. Um, and certainly some of them are very, very good. They, uh, you know, the companies that host them and run them and update them are very sophisticated and careful about screening who's on the panel. And you can access just the right people for your surveys in that way. But I would caution people when you're working with panels just to make sure that you're dealing with a reputable panel company, somebody who is actually getting people in a credible way and updating their panels regularly. And this way you're making sure that the people that you think you're speaking to are actually qualified for your surveys or your studies or whatever it is you're doing. Okay, I, have a, I have a question about that, and it has to do with, um, you know, how do you know the quality of people? And, you know, I will give you an anecdote. Um, I was working with, um, you know, a company that does test screenings on movies, okay? Mm -hmm. And I asked them, you know, how did they, you know, get their, you know, how do they select their audiences? Because I was just kind of curious. I mean, I knew, you know, that audiences were always selected in different ways. And, um, you know, they said that basically they stand out on Hollywood Boulevard and, you know, they have, you know, street teams sort of intercepting people, you know, pedestrians, mm -hmm. um, you know, asking them if they like movies, okay? And, um, you know, and if they care about the environment for this particular movie, okay? And that's how they brought together their sample group. Now, the the good news was is that, it, you know, it filled the house. It's at a very, very nice um, screening facility, Um you know, it. You know, the house was full. There were there were people literally lined up out the door. So they were very very successful in delivering their audiences. Mm -hmm. And I think people in that neighborhood know that this is you know kind of a classy screening facility, um, and probably are happy to go. Particularly if you know they're moviegoers and they like documentaries. Um, do you think that that's pretty standard in terms of, you know, a sample group for testing a film while it's in its production stages? Well, I think certainly that approach would work for film because who doesn't like movies? I mean, we're we're a very film-based society, and whether you're watching them in the theaters or through Netflix or in some other way, um, it's one of those uh, high-penetration demographics. So I think for that particular case, that's probably a fine way to get your sample. Um, but depending on what you're researching, you really need to be very careful. And, and I'll give you an example. We've had studies where uh, we had somebody on the outside recruit people for a qualitative uh, web-based focus group kind of a study, where we had somebody show up in one demographic for one study, and then a couple of months later they were somebody totally different 
for another study. And, of course, the red flags go up. Um, and it was at that point that we developed our own recruiting business and said, hey, there's, there's a better way to do this. Um, my recommendation would be if you are uh, working on a quantitative study, survey research, and you're working with a panel or an outside research firm, make sure that you're dealing with somebody reputable. Ask the hard questions about where they're getting their sample. And if they can't answer the questions to your satisfaction, then I would think twice about using that company. Um, if you're working on a qualitative study, whether that's, you know, film screenings or focus groups for makeup or, um, you know, maybe it's interviews with physicians, you can either hire a specialty recruiter to get those people or more often what we like to do is uh, recruit through either specialized recruiters or social networking even. We find so often that you can find really good, interested people, people who qualify for your topic through social networking. So if you're conducting a refrigerator focus group, you might go onto Facebook and see who signed up for the enthusiast pages for Sub-Zero or Kenmore or some of the other brands. And there are really great ways through social media of finding people who are qualified and interested and who aren't professional research respondents, which is very important. You don't want the guy who's an outdoor enthusiast one week and you know the stay-at-home gamer the next week showing up in two different studies. So you have to really be careful, be smart about it, um, reach out to real people. And then from our perspective, we like to uh, sort of throw in what we call the trip-up questions on the screening of people for research studies. So we give people an opportunity to answer consistently, or if you're full of hooey and just want to get your 60 bucks for participating, we'll find that out and sniff that out pretty quickly as well. Yeah, I know. That's uh, because I remember even, you know, back in the days that I was in college, I was, like, so excited to, because I guess they wanted college students' opinions. And, you know, I just felt so excited because I was going to make $25 and, you know, get, like, really yummy deli sandwiches <laughs> for participating in focus groups, you know, about something that I really loved, which was a new film, because I was a communications major. And um, I guess they wanted, you know, college communication majors' insights. And um, I, I just felt so special, you know, that I, that I passed the, their screening and all of that. Of course, there was nothing online at the time. You were sitting in a room. Well, who doesn't love to be asked what their opinions are? I mean, we're we're living in a world where it's it's becoming increasingly difficult to be heard. So who wouldn't want to be heard, and especially to get paid for that? Paid and maybe even have a sandwich. And have a sandwich, absolutely. Maybe some M and M's too. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it, it's a great it's a great process that you could combine those you know live focus groups and you know then have the option of online too. So absolutely. in the next segment, Terry, we're gonna since we talked about the different kinds of methodologies that are available, I'd like you to help us understand what kind of research, how do you know what type of research methodologies to use. So stand by, and we'll have more with Terry Bunofsky, the research queen, in just a second. Stand by. Don't go away. Ask 
the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Michelle Core Six Degrees is your connected consciousness. Six Degrees is what comes around, goes around radio. Committed to delivering a fresh perspective on thought-provoking, investigative information that can change your life. Six Degrees connects you to the social and emotional scene and is your trusted advisor from finance to romance, mainstream to metaphysical. It's a positive, upbeat look at life, love, and the pursuit of passion. Get connected Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back and we're talking market research and there's a lot of um, you know gems of information in the last couple of segments and we are talking to Terry Bunofsky and you could look at Terry's website www.bunofskyresearchgroup.com to learn more about Terry's capabilities and fine services we we did cover a lot about you know basic research in the first couple of segments but you know, the question really is, now that you know that there's so much available, how do you really know what types of research methodologies are right for you? Of course, I know budget is a big issue, and we've covered that a little bit. Um, but, you know, there's such a menu, Terry. How do you help people narrow that down? Well, 
the first thing, you know, we're always trying to decide, should our solution be digital or old school uh, is kind of the big question here. And then within those, uh, there are lots of different uh, options available. First and foremost, I think you need to trust your research partner or practitioner to give you guidance on this. Um, they've got the experience to know what works in each situation and why. And quite often it's not an either-or proposition, but maybe it's both. Maybe you need to look at a hybrid methodology that combines you know, focus groups or shop-alongs with some sort of web methodology. But you do have to factor in, like you said, budget is certainly a consideration, timing, how quickly do you need an answer, and also the type of target audience that you're trying to reach. Um, a general rule of thumb is that digital solutions are faster and less expensive than traditional methods like uh, focus groups, in-person methods, um, or even paper surveys, which almost nobody is using anymore because they're really quite expensive. And uh, I, I see them mainly used by governmental agencies and, and those that have to do more of a census-type research. Um, but the other thing to keep in mind is that sometimes existing methods don't exactly fit your needs. So you, you can't be afraid to work with your research practitioner to create something new that's going to help you get the insights that you need. So you have to be willing to, to be creative. Um, I'll give you an example. If I were doing a packaging study, for example, um, I would probably want to do that in person because that's a product that people handle. You know, they go to the shelves, they handle it, they need to turn it over, and you really need to understand how they're using your packaging and responding to it in a physical sense. Um, on the, another example would be communications testing, which uh, can go quite well either in the online environment or an in-person environment. I tend to like the online environment for that, though, however. Um, but really, you have to look at how difficult your target is to reach. Um, some people just don't respond online. You can only get to them in person um, and vice versa. Some people will never show up for a focus group or an interview, but they're very web-centric and you can reach them very well online. Um, and I don't mean to be a little bit evasive about this, but you really need to look at what it is you're evaluating, who your target audience is, what your budget is, and um, then take some recommendations from your research practitioners. And they really should have more than one approach to recommend to you because uh, certainly there's more than one way to skin a cat in most instances. And you can pick the one that fits your timing and your budget the best. Do you feel that in today's world that marketers, younger marketers, um, you know, who are graduating from school and coming into the workforce are as research aware um, as people were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, um, or even more research aware because of the Internet? What would you say generationally? I'm curious. Well, it, it's changed. I think we have um, a generation coming out of school now and probably for the last uh, five to ten years that's very capable of... Uh, finding information through Google searches and so on, um, but perhaps less experienced in evaluating the credibility of some of the sources that they're finding. Um, that's one piece of the puzzle. I'm not sure that most people are taking market research courses at the college level, um, even if they're coming out with communications degrees. I'm not sure how much that is stressed. 
or how much the fundamentals of, of market research are stressed. So, you know, to have somebody who can um, do a little bit of statistical analysis who's just come out of school, I'm not, I'm not sure I've hired anyone in the last 10 years who is quite as capable as, you know, some of the people I've hired in the 10 years previous to yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's a, that it's, it's an interesting question. I, you know, I have to be fair, though, and I have to say, you know, what you're saying about, quality of education or generational differences in approaches to business, I don't think that's only limited to research. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. And that's that's something I hear from colleagues across all industries, that you the uh, the depth of knowledge and the willingness to go deep has changed. It really bit. has. And it, it's one, the great thing, not to put down a generation at all, I mean, the flexibility and their ability to solve a problem quickly or relatively quickly Mm -hmm. um, or to find information quickly or to make a contact with a necessary colleague or an industry professional quickly is uncanny. I mean, you know, they, they just know how to, you know, go into their smartphones and, you know, find anybody in anything really, really fast. And I thought that that was fantastic when I've seen that happen over the last, you know, five to ten years with interns and stuff like that. Um, But the thing that's really missing is when you ask them to analyze or when you ask them to go deeper, the words that you're using, I kind of get a blank stare. And what they know how to do is say, well, I don't understand, you know, you have to help me here. Mm-hmm. And it, it's almost as if the Internet have, has given them great tools and has taught them that they could find anything information-wise in the world. But there's a lack of, you know, analysis. There's, and they've learned very, very quickly rather to go back and try to go deeper themselves to say to their supervisor, does not compute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think, Cindy, that some of that is, or a lot of it really, is experience. And there's no substitute for experience, for earning your stripes, so to speak. And that's, I think, where all of us learned how to make sense of what it, of the information that we're getting. So I think these, this generation and the one probably five years before them as well, you know, when they are not quite as green, boy, are these going to be an awesome group of researchers and marketers because they will then have the experience to discern between really valuable information and information that's nice to have but really doesn't impact their business or anyone's business in any real way. So once they get to that point where they're more quickly able to categorize and synthesize the information, I think they're going to be an extremely powerful group of marketers coming up. I think that you're absolutely right, and um, it's it's very – it's it's enlightening, and they're breaths of fresh air in many, many, many ways. Uh, and we we learn from them as well. You know, we're uh, certainly I will speak for myself as someone who's constantly climbing the technology curve. Even though I I, I like to think of myself as fairly sophisticated, uh, uh, I learn so much even from my ten year old about how to find things. So oh, uh, that you do. This. <laughs> so so the research do. learning goes both ways. It does. In fact, one of the things that we encourage people to do when we are doing our you know social media. Um, coaching seminars, is we always say to baby boomers, you know what, if you don't want to do this, 
have your children help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, if a lawyer finds that it takes too much time to increase their connections on LinkedIn, if you have a teenager or a college kid, they really can be um, nice little digital assistants for you. Absolutely. So um, look at that as a great commodity and a great way for baby and boomers to communicate with their millennial children. And it's, uh, you know, going back to the research, it's a great way to expand your research tools as well. Talking to people is your first tool always. Um, And gaining insights, whether that's to get you to the next step or as an end all. Just talk to people to find out what's on their minds. I think that's very, very true. Anything you want to add about whether um, people should approach the digital or old school? I know you talked about packaging, for example, and being there in person and touching and feeling the product and seeing reactions is very important. And, of course, we talked about, you know, a lot about digital and cost savings and, you know, what the limitations may be. Anything else you want to add to that? I think you really just need to think about, you know, where you live, where your product lives, where your consumer lives, and then rely on your practitioner to help guide you in this because it will be different for every company, for every challenge within every company, um, and perhaps for every product within every company. So you really have to say there is no rule of thumb except to know that digital is a little less expensive and a little bit faster. I think you're best. So if I have a small company with a small budget, but I need big insights to guide my business, how do I negotiate the research landscape? (laughs) And, you know, not blow the marketing budget because I know that you're talking to a lot of people that have less marketing, advertising, um, promotion dollars than they had, you know, 10 years ago. And that's the fact of life. And we're all sort of adjusting and, you know, contending. And I I think what we're all doing is what I call micro-projecting and taking more micro-projects because, the retainers are really hard to grab for, right. you know, a long period of time, whereas 10 years ago I think service providers were enjoying, you know, more long-term retainer-based business. So, um, you know, I'm prob- this question is probably something that many, many clients that are pointed in your direction ask you. They, they absolutely do. And we, our charge is to help our clients get the best bang for their buck, whether that's a small company of five or ten people or, you know, we work with quite a few large financial services companies as well. Everybody wants to spend their money wisely. It doesn't matter how big your company is. And everybody, uh, as we mentioned earlier, is responsible for their ROI, whether that's their research ROI or their marketing dollar ROI or promotion ROI. Um, but I'm, you know, when com- companies come to me, I am adamant that even if they don't hire our company to, to conduct their research, they should hire someone to help them design it and analyze it on the back end. If you're not um, a jack-of-all-trades in research or you don't have the in-house capabilities, go ahead and save some money using Zoomerang or SurveyMonkey to get some quick answers, but make sure that you have a little bit of help. Hire a consultant for a few hours to help you design the questionnaire or evaluate your sample or structure the e-blast or whatever it is you need to do. But get a little bit of help. It's not expensive, but it will save you a lot of money and help you prove the ROI in the back end because your research will be a lot more effective. Uh, But before you even do that, my top tip is search for existing research on your topic. 
Um, certainly there's a lot out there that's been done, and you can look at um, at our company site, you can look at major company sites, you can look at some of the trade organizations that do lots and lots of research, whether that's uh, Consumer Electronics or the Magazine Publishers Association. There's a lot of existing research out there that's free. Evaluate the landscape before you go and do further research, because there's no need for you to spend your your hard-earned, uh, hard-fought-for dollars on research that somebody else has already done for you. Okay, stand by. We're taking a quick commercial break, and we'll be back after this. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn Saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. The inner workings of the mind and body are a fascinating study into who we are, our motivations, creativity, wants and fears is everyone capable of great atrocities as well as great accomplishments what haunts or helps us pursue the things we desire we all want to know why we do the things we do and what makes us unique but even more we want to know what to do next for answers to these questions tune in to the mind of the matter with dr susan hickman on the voice america variety channel every thursday at 9 a.m eastern time 6 a.m pacific Join us every week as we help you master the mind of the matter. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards... Then she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back in our final segment talking about research. I have to tell you, listeners, if you want to know anything about research basics, what you need to know, available tools, when you should bring in research. This is the show to listen to. So if you're tuning in now, go back when the show is uploaded in the next 24 hours through you know www.voiceamerica.com and definitely give this show a listen. Um, Terry Bunofsky is brilliant on the subject, and you could also learn more about Terry's capabilities in business through www.bunofskyresearchgroup.com. 
Um, Terry, I, I apologize in the last segment. Um, we, we got cut off there at the end because the segment was actually so fascinating that I went to sleep when I got cued. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, was, I just thought that it was, we had so much more to, you know, to go. I was very engaged in the conversation. But we were talking about, um, you know, negotiating the research landscape with um, not breaking the bank, and you had a final thought. So if you want to just revisit it, you're welcome to do so right now. Yeah, we we talked about, you know, doing it yourself, hiring somebody to consult. Um, think about scaling it back. Maybe you don't need such a big study uh, if you just need a quick answer. Um, think about keeping it digital. Think about maybe hiring a, a boutique firm instead of one of the top ten because certainly um, there are money savings there, although there's a lot of great expertise in the top ten. I have nothing uh, nothing bad to say about any of them. And then use your own social media network. Network, network, network. And, you know, if you can't afford to do formalized research, get out there, like I said, and just ask people. Um, and in this way, you'll at least get some informed opinions. Make sure that it's the, if you do take that route, that these are people who will be brutally honest with you because that's the sort of thing that's going to move your business forward. I think that's great advice. Can you give us some real-life examples of how you help the client solve their business issues through research? Um, you know, I- I'll take one that we we did recently. We have a a client who is a financial services provider that specializes in providing retirement plans to churches, to the clergy and to church workers. Um, And actually, folks, there's a whole lot going on in the religious services, religious sector, (laughs) research-wise. But they didn't know. You know, they needed to expand their business, and they didn't know how to do it or where to turn. And... um, it turns out that pastors are a very difficult audience to get to respond. Even though we had, I don't know, eighty or 100,000 email addresses and panels of pastors, this is not a group that really responds by email. It's very much a relationship-oriented group of people. Um, so we ended up doing a very large-scale, qualitative telephone interview study, and we just talked to these folks in a structured way, of course, about what their goals were and what some of their obstacles were. And uh, we're able to do a little bit of communications testing while we had them on the phone. And these were 30, 45 minutes, um, sometimes if the person was very interesting, 60-minute interviews. And at the end of the day, through these 100 interviews that we conducted, we're able to segment them out and help the client to, to identify where they should focus their efforts. Because certainly... Uh, their business could take them into religiously affiliated universities, churches, nonprofits, um, all kinds of places. And we were able to kind of focus them so that now in 2012, we did this research for them last year, now in 2012 they have three specific sectors that they're focusing on. And we, they were able to work with, we brought in an ad agency that we quite often partner with to create a, uh, a new ad campaign for them. Uh, the research helped to target their media placement efforts for that campaign. And now we're continuing for 2012 to help them to rejigger the advertising and the placement and to bring more customers in, more uh, churches, more organizations um, into their financial services organization. So it's been a real win-win for them. It's completely overhauled their communications. It's bumped up the number of members they have. And we've been tracking it with them on the back end to make sure that um, they're able to realize the ROI for everything they've done over the last year. 
And it's just been a great effort, you know, and that's, that's a story, the sort of story we love to hear because you can see from beginning to end, here's the problem, here's our solution, here's the next step in the solution, and then we can measure the results. And that's ideally what we like to see happen, where you can see from beginning to end, to end what the impact is of everything. Yeah, and it's, um, so, it's so quantitative, and you have the data right there, and um, it's, so, it's such a reflection of real world, particularly when you have a group that you know, is not email responsive right. and are not early adopters to using the Internet for you know, ongoing communication. It's, uh, you know, I think that it's wonderful that you were able to, you know, present tangible you know, right, and it's, and it's a perfect example of what I was saying before. Know your target audience, because even though we had 100,000 or so emails for these people, they, they weren't going to respond that way. So we needed to make sure we got to them in a way that would enable them to answer and feel comfortable with answering and giving us rich insights for the client. You know, I think a very, very important point is knowing whether or not your audience is really an email user. And believe it or not, there are still lots of people that are not early adopters, particularly, um, you know, when you go, when you get to the baby boomer organization, you've mentioned, you know, um, pastors, and that makes a lot of sense to me. So, um, you know, listen, we have three minutes till close. Let's end with the do's and don'ts of market research in our 3.0 world. Okay. Um, on the do side, since I'd like to start with a half-full glass, do hire someone who can help you, whether that's to do the whole thing or to help you do it yourself. Do remain open to new methodologies and new ways of doing things and innovate when the right solution doesn't seem apparent to you. Do definitely use research to inform your strategy and your product launches and so on. And if you can't afford it, do do it yourself. Um, and make sure that you get some sort of an answer. Um, on the don't side, I would say don't be talked into buying more research than you really need. Uh, research is a little bit like insurance. You know, Make sure that you're only getting what you need to answer your questions. Don't be blinded by the gee whiz factor. Uh, in other words, don't let the technology drive the research. It's a tool, not an end all. And then don't use those research-in-a-box programs unless you're experienced in survey design or you can hire someone who is experienced to help you out with it. I think that you have really provided some um, great information, very, very generous with your knowledge, and everybody really appreciates that. And if there's one research person that I ever recommend, you know, it's it's Terry Bunofsky and her company. Um, So... I want to really thank you for spending so much time on this special show. I wanted to start off the new year with a real marketing professional, and you are top of the list. Thank you so much for inviting me on, Cindy. I really enjoyed our chat. All right. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, I will be taking off the next two weeks because I have other engagements, but I'm looking forward to talking to all of you the last Thursday of in January, and then I'll be back on a regular basis. So happy holidays, and on to the next year. Happy New Year, everybody. It was great having you on the show, Terry. Thanks, Cindy. Take care.
Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. Bye.